This episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than your mother. If you do enjoy, and I hope you do, please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, high five, send me an email, send me a couple bucks, either or. Enjoy the podcast. Wow. What's going on, guys? Welcome back for another podcast. Uh, If you are a first-time viewer or listener, this is uh, Drink Your Podcast, and we are on episode number 29. Um, I have a very, very special podcast for you guys today. It's going to be very heartfelt. So if you are one of the many people that come to this podcast looking to be humored, looking for a little laugh, today is not going to be about that. Um, I do apologize. I am recovering from a cold, not COVID. I am recovering from a cold. Some of those, I'm a little uh, nasally at the, at the moment, aside from just being from upstate New York and being naturally nasally. Today, uh, I want to talk to you guys about something uh, that, that a lot of us know uh, very well. Uh, we know a lot of, a lot about. Um, today, we're going to talk about mental illness. Uh, first off, I have to just throw a disclaimer out there. I'm not a medical professional, none of that. Uh, I'm, I'm just a guy who, at various points you know, in my life, I have experienced... Uh, bouts of uh, uh, depression, uh, which can be considered mental illness. Um, I've never, I've never been diagnosed with it, but I think, you know, as you get a little bit older, and you read about it, because uh, sometimes you question, well, why do I feel this way? Uh, you start to see what direction uh, things might be going in. So. With that being said, um, I am enjoying a nice glass of uh, of whiskey, uh, very very delicious uh, Jim Bean. Jim Beam, I apologize. Uh, it was a gift, so it was it was a it was a amazing uh, Christmas gift that I got. Uh, shout out to my buddy Jay. Uh, but we're gonna get right into it. So I want to talk to you guys about um, an experience that I had personally uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to get right into it. So obviously it's no secret that uh, this year has taken a toll on a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people have, you know, from different, from all different walks of life, we all experienced things in a different way. Whether you had COVID, whether financially you struggled, uh, whether, you know, mentally this whole thing has just taken a toll on you or all the above. Um, I think a lot of us, a lot of us went into 2020 with a very positive outlook. I myself was so excited because it was the first year that I really actually thought about what I want what I want the, the, the new year to look like. Um, I, when the new year, when 2020 rolled in, I was in the works of uh, completing my master barbering license. And uh, I was really looking forward to that career, uh, a career in that industry. It was, for the first time in a while, I felt like, I was working towards something that I, I belonged in. You know, I, I felt like I had a purpose. And I had all these plans. I, I you know, for a, for another point in time in my life, I felt like I knew 100%. I had 100% control in my life. Um, and when COVID hit, it kind of just pushed everything completely backwards. It is like everything that, that I had done uh, was just... 
swept away. Uh, I felt like I had no control no longer of of my, my future because everything was just shut down. And it was like there, there was nothing that I could do. Again, it was just out of my control. Um, typically in life, there's things that there are things that we can't control. Um, but we we dodge our way around them and we figure it out, right? I'm always the type of person to figure it out regardless. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in the middle of a career choice or when you're in the middle of uh, becoming uh, uh, licensed in a career, it's not like you can practice, really practice that career when everything gets shut down. So anyways, it just put a huge damper on everything. Um, even here's the thing, even through the initial shutdown. So when we shut down, I had about two months left of barber school. I was, I was damn near close. Um, even when it happened, I was, I mean, I was positive like the entire time through, through almost the entire time up until almost recently, I was positive about everything. Uh, you know, I still had your, your typical banter about, man, fuck these masks and, and, uh, you know, this is all bullshit, and I felt like my rights are being taken away, or my freedoms are being taken away. All that, you know, all that typical conspiratorial stuff. Um, but for the most part, I was very positive about where things were going. I said, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. So come September, school finally was allowed to open, right? So school shut down. School was finally allowed to open. Um, so I finished my hours. I graduated. Boom. Uh, at that point, I immediately started working at a barbershop. I had been talking to a guy that owns a barbershop that had just, uh, it wasn't like a new barbershop, but it was one that was just taken over by a new owner. And this guy wanted me to work for him. And uh, he was, he was a good guy. So I was like, this, this is the perfect opportunity. So I was there at this barbershop for uh, a month and a half. Now keep in mind, I graduated from barber school but I had not yet obtained my license. I still had about a month to go before I was able to take my license, uh, or my test, so I could get my license, rather. Um, so during my first month and a half in the shop, I was building my clientele. I was getting familiar with the shop. It's very weird transitioning from a school shop to an actual barber shop. It's, it's, it's much different. Uh, but needless to say, it was great. It was it was going it was going really well. I was in the mix. I, I started feeling like, wow, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. I, this felt it felt so right to be in the barber shop, you know, and and being a new barber, it's not easy, because basically, I built up a little bit of clientele while I was in school. However, when you, you know, when you spread you know, 20 clients, let's say I, I had about 20, have about 20 clients um, at the time that I built up. When you spread that over the course of a whole week of working in a barbershop, it's not that much. Um, especially because not everybody comes every two weeks. Most people come every three weeks, every, you know, once a month. So with that being said, I was doing a lot of sitting around in the barbershop. <laughs> and uh, I was okay with that because I was in the, I was in the shop got to talk with the other barbers. It just had that real, you know, old-fashioned barber barbershop vibe, which I really, I just loved. 
so, uh, you know, everything was going great. And I had a really good system in place because for those who don't know, when you're a barber, you have one of two ways that you end up working in a shop, right? Uh, you are one of two ways that you, you work in a shop. You either pay a, a weekly chair rent or you get paid hourly. Typically it's chair rent. Uh, there aren't very many shops that give you an hourly rate, uh, wage, um, and, uh, in commission is another one, uh, where it's like, you know, 50, 50, uh, 50 or 60, 40, whatever it is. Commission is, is a terrible route to go just for future barbers. Don't, don't go that route. Uh, chair rent is definitely the way to go, but either way, I had a good system. I was paying chair rent and the, and what I did was I saved up money for the first month of chair rent. So I paid my entire month upfront. That way I could just be in the shop, focus on cutting, honing my skills, building my clientele, and not worry about the financial aspect of it. So then cases are rising again. Then they separate everything into zones, right? You got the yellow zones, uh, which are the zones that they're just under the, they're just under the orange zone, right? They're still able to operate um, under the current uh, guidelines and stuff. So still not at 100% capacity, but they're able to operate and everything's fine. In the orange zones, if you were a barbershop, you had to shut down. I happen to have to shut down at my shop. So, we shut down. And everybody in the shop was pretty pissed. You know, you're probably thinking, well, Nick, wasn't it inevitable that that was going to happen? And, yeah, you're probably right. But at the same time, when you're in the barbershop where we're at, we're being 100% safe. We're following all the regulations. We're writing people's names down. We're, uh, everyone's wearing a mask. Uh, we're taking temperatures. We're not letting people sit in the waiting room. Everything, we're doing everything according to plan, and we still get shut down. So it leads us to believe, why the fuck are we even doing all this? So with that being said, I was no longer making money cutting hair. So... While we were shut down, I really wasn't able to save up money for my chair rent. Again, I'm not that busy at the shop. So for me to pay chair rent weekly, it's a little bit of a struggle. And it makes it tough to, you know, with things the way they are right now, it's hard financially to come out of pocket and pay for my chair rent. So so it was really, uh, it was tough. Um yeah, so once we shut down, I didn't have any of that barber money coming in. So when they finally opened, when we were finally allowed to open again, um, like two weeks ago, I was like pretty stressed out because the way I looked at it was I can't afford to be a barber. I can't afford to be in the shop. So I was like, you know, I could either go in the shop and, and struggle and, and I just, I was so, I was at such a fucking loss at what to do that I was like, I wasn't second guessing the career itself, but I was second guessing whether or not I was even going to go back to a shop because the way I saw it is I still had people that wanted to get haircuts and I was like, well, why don't I just cut people at my house? 
I get to keep 100% of the money. Time's a little tough right now. And you know what? When things reopen again, I'll get back in the shop. So with with all these kind of thoughts racing through my head, I I began feeling pretty pretty stressed out. And from that stress, I, I started feeling a little bit a little depressed. Um, from day to day, my mind was racing. Uh, it, it pretty much just sucked. Like just nine months ago, I was 100% sure about my life. And in one short week, it completely did 180 degrees. And I felt like I was just, my mind at the time, I felt like I was in space, just like floating around, just dodging fucking asteroids or something. I just, I just couldn't collect myself, you know? I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there that can relate with that. Like when you're just so disoriented that you just don't know what the hell's going on. Um, not to mention at the time, oh, and still right now, uh, my only source of income was driving for Uber, which slowed down a bunch because people weren't going out because businesses could really only stay open until 10 o'clock and the college semester ended. So there was no college kids to pick up or, or and drive around. So it was, it was just super dead. I was making no money with Uber. And for the first time in a, a, a very long time, I was like, how the fuck am I going to pay my bills? I have a car payment. I have a mortgage. I have a cell phone. I have, like, how the fuck am I going to pay for all this? I mean, it was the first time in, in so long that I was like, Every, this is over. Everything is everything is fucking over, you know? And when I, you know, when I get in a mindset like this, uh, I'm usually a pretty optimistic guy. And when I get in a mindset like this, my optimism goes out the window. And and the possibility of the worst thing to happen, uh, which in reality is probably only like 5%, goes to like 95%. I felt like my whole, I felt like my whole world was collapsing around me. Um, and, and what's crazy, this was just a week ago. Well, this was just, just a little bit over a week, week ago today, which, which is which is amazing. I'm I'm just thinking, just uh, just going through this and just kind of, it's just kind of taking me back. Let's not forget about the fact that I'm also married. So I'm supposed to be. My job is to be the rock in the in the relationship, right? That's what you're, that's what, that's what is, is typical, right? They say, well, you're the man. You got to be man. You got to man up. You got to, you got to be the rock. You can't, you know, you can't feel emotions. Well, fuck that. I grew up in a house with pretty much all women, aside from my dad. Who's still my dad. He's not a woman. Um, and... So I'm, I'm pretty in touch with my emotions. Let's get that out there. Um, so I'm supposed to be the rock for my wife. And I'm, at this point, I'm, I'm completely falling apart. Completely falling apart. Um, and, and I have to, I, I really have to be thankful to my wife because um, I, I really don't, I really don't think that there's any other, any other person out there that could deal with, with me sometimes. Um, and uh, she, she is, she's seriously a strong woman. I mean, 
everything that my wife has been through, and, and I'll have her on to uh, kind of talk to you guys about that at, a, at another time. She has a really tremendous story uh, from where she came from. and uh, But everything that she went through uh, really really probably helped with dealing with, with me in the, at, this, at this point in time. Uh, but her and I are, at, at, at times when we both need it, we're there for each other, which is, which is really amazing. Um, I really can't think of a time when we were both just like, fuck, falling apart and didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, I think we've had moments of both feeling down. Um, and I think that has been lately. But when I see, even though I'm in my emotions and I, and I, I could be down about something, as soon as my wife tells me that she's down about something, I forget about everything that I got going on. Um, honestly, thinking about it right now, I, I, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't, I couldn't really name the exact point in time when I was brought back to like an equilibrium, right? We all feel, we all get that feeling like, you know, when you wake up and you just feel great. That's that perfect equilibrium. Um, I had that entire week that, that I was feeling this 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 way just just over a week ago. Uh, I had a whole week of just laying around the house, confused more than ever. My wife was still working, so I was it was just me in the house with my thoughts. Um, and w- that week, that week. On, on, on that Tuesday, I drank so much alcohol. I keep in mind, I don't drink. I do. I do drink alcohol. But I really don't drink, if you, if you catch what I'm saying. I don't, you know, it tends to be around the holidays that I get gifted things like whiskey and bourbon and scotch and brandy and stuff. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll indulge myself. I will. But I rarely have alcohol in the house. And uh, that Tuesday, I drank so much fucking whiskey. And apparently, I do remember, I remember like just crying to my wife and just feeling so low. But I don't remember anything that I talked about with my wife, per se. I remember the emotions. I don't remember exactly what I talked about. And I still have not asked her about it. It's just like a thing. You know, it's like just one of those things that you know, but you don't want to talk about. It's just, I, I, it's not important to me. Uh, all I know is I hit, I, I, that was my rock bottom night. Uh, the one feeling I remember having was just feeling so great due to the alcohol that I honestly just wanted to pass out and I was I was so okay in the moment with never with 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 the possibility of not waking up. And that's not and I'm not saying that it was I was suicidal. I was just at peace if 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 I didn't wake up, you know? Um I wasn't I wasn't concerned about my well-being at that moment. Um, when I woke up the next morning, which was Wednesday, I felt like shit, as you can imagine. 
Uh, it was whiskey. When you, when you get wasted on whiskey, you do not feel well the next day. Um, I, laid in, I laid in bed all day. I was fighting the worst hangover that I ever had. So I just laid around all Wednesday. Thursday, my hangover was pretty much gone. I started feeling a little bit more uh, clarity, but I still, I just, I was still kind of in my own head that it was still hard for me to pay attention in general. My wife would try to talk to me and and uh, fill me in on certain things. I just, I was just fucking, was not ready. My undivided attention was not uh, available for her. And and again, super shout out to my wife, dude. She is seriously awesome for dealing with me. Um, by Friday, I felt like my mind was slowing down a little bit. I felt like I was getting back to a positive uh, space. I had the opportunity to get out of the house, and, and I helped a friend uh, move into a, a new place. And uh, it was just so nice to get out of the house. You know, it's so weird because when I'm in the house... At least that week, I was just so, I didn't want to be around people. But I forced myself, and I made the commitment already to help this person, so I had to go. When I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I went and helped somebody move, and then um, I believe I also recorded a podcast that day, which uh, is amazing escape for me. Like, I, I truly love doing these podcasts. Um to be honest, if this thing grows, I would, I'd be so happy, um, truthfully, uh, if this thing got huge and, and whatever. But I, I honestly, selfishly do this for myself. Uh, and the benefit for me is finding people who, who fuck with what I say and, and maybe I could along the way inspire people. Like maybe, maybe I'm funny sometimes, but there's also things that I, I, I talk about that I'm, I'm serious about, just like today. And I hope that in a way that I could, uh, you know, help people. For sure. For sure. When you have a platform, or when you have the availability of a platform, um, I think we should aim to, to give back. Rather than just, you know, we're taking people's attention, right? People are giving us their attention, but we're not really giving much back. Maybe a little entertainment. Um, on, a, on a side note of humor, I really, really dislike when people title themselves as an influencer. Um, I happen to stumble upon a an Instagram page of somebody who... Uh, they, they didn't have that many followers. And they had titled themselves an influencer. Moving on. You can't do that. You got to let the people decide that they're influenced by you. You can't just go out there in the world and say, I'm an influencer. And do absolutely jack shit for people. Anyways, by Saturday, I was feeling much, much better. I was, I was feeling normal. Um, it started setting in how bad I really felt for like the roller coaster ride that I put my wife through. It seems like I put her through it very often, but when I really think about it, and I ask her, I talked about, I we're, we have a very open, um, I want to say open relationship, but it's not what you think, open relationship. I mean, we're very open with each other about our feelings. 
and she would be completely honest with me if I was being a shithead all the time. But, uh, so on Saturday, we got the chance to go Christmas shopping. This was the first year in many years that I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go shopping. I want to buy some shit for people. It's usually my wife that's buying everything and then has my name on it. And people are like, thank you for the gift. I'm like, I don't even know what I bought you. And I wanted to be part of it this year. I thought that, you know what? I have to get myself out of this rut. And gosh, it felt so good. And during the time that, during that day when my wife and I were shopping, we were, we would sit in the car in between stores and just, we would just talk to each other. And we had a real heart to heart, uh, just about everything. And it was, it just felt so good to, it felt so good to have that. It was, it was nice. It really was nice. I felt like uh, it's what I needed all week, but I couldn't, I couldn't, it couldn't help. It was, it wasn't going to help earlier on in the week, but when it did happen, as far as her and I talking and, and having heart to heart and stuff, it helped. It was, it was perfect. It was all I needed. And, and I think we both needed it, to be honest. Um, we both appreciate each other so much. And, and I think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that when we get caught up in our own feelings and with our own hustle and bustle that we have going on, especially this year. Um, so that was Saturday was amazing. We, we, we did that. We went out to eat where we talked about more stuff. We saw some friends. Um, it, it, it was great things. I, I felt like I was 95%. Um, the next day. Sunday, we we, uh, we did a little bit more Christmas shopping, and uh, and then we went grocery shopping. And I don't know about you, but I love grocery shopping. And another side note, I live in upstate New York. We have a grocery store called Wegmans, which is by far the greatest grocery store. I'm going to say grocery chain, which it kind of is, but it's not. It's privately owned. It's hands down the greatest grocery chain, and it literally takes big shits on all the other grocery establishments, in my opinion. Moving on. At the end of Saturday, when we finished grocery shopping, we came home, we were unloading all the groceries. I remember sitting in the kitchen, and my wife was there, helped me unload groceries and everything, and I just kind of stood there and just, I just said, you know, I finally, I finally feel like I'm back to 100% equilibrium. I feel like my, my thoughts had slowed down. I just felt like me again. You know, you know that feeling that, you know that feeling when you're at like a, maybe you're at like a family event and maybe you ate a little bit too much or maybe you drank a little bit too much. And you pass out on the couch or you pass out in the chair or on the floor, depending on what, how you did it. And you're like, you're asleep, but you're not. You're that weird point where you can still hear the shit that's going on in the background. And it's this weird feeling of, it's almost like an out-of-body experience. Like you're, you're like a fly on the wall. You can hear everything that's going on, the conversation and everything like that, uh, that's like that's how I felt 
just completely out of it. And and I and uh, by by Sunday, I just felt I felt amazing. Um. So let's break this down. It took me an, an entire week just to sort through this mental breakdown. Now I think I don't know. I feel like after going through this, maybe you guys might think I didn't have a mental breakdown. You could tell me. If you're a professional, please reach out to me. But I've had bouts like this before. And as I've gotten older, I've been able to almost visualize it. So when it's happening, I don't... When it's happening, I know what's happening. But it's not until everything's over. It's not until I come out of it to where I can actually put my finger on it and say, wow, I can actually almost draw a picture of the events and how it happened and, and, and the order it went in and, and, and how it spiraled in my, in my process of thinking and, and not being able to organize my thoughts. Um, I've learned so much about myself just by admitting that that there's something going on, you know? Um, and I, I'm, I'm not personally willing to go to a doctor um, to, to get diagnosed. I have gone to uh, therapy in the past, and, and I had a bad experience with my therapist. Um, that's not to say you shouldn't go seek help. You should seek therapy. If if I still recommend therapy, you just gotta find the right therapist. That's all. Um, I can tell you there's there's a lot of people going through this, guys. Not only because of this year and what's going on, but just in general. I don't want to be another one of those people out there, those influencers or whatever the fuck you call you me or whatever. I don't want to be that guy. But uh, it's really important to talk to people, and sometimes it's just really good to have somebody there that could possibly help you organize your thoughts and just bounce some ideas off of. I think it's a it's a it's a good it's a good step in the right direction and I and I think it's uh good for the healing process. Uh that being said, I did like I said, I did have a bad experience with my with my therapist. However, it wasn't all bad. I learned a lot of great things from my therapist. It's just at the end of the day, I didn't see them as a long-term therapist. Um, and since then, I haven't gone to therapy. And for the most part, I've been fine because I've been able to deal with it and manage it and, 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 and know what it looks like when it's coming. Um, with all this being said, I just want you guys to know that for me personally, I have what some might call an open door policy. If you need to vent, if you need to, if you need somebody to talk to or just bleh, throw up on in words, you guys can, you guys can reach out to me. I have an email specifically for this podcast that I check frequently. It's drinkyourpodcast at gmail.com, just as it's spelled. Um, you guys can always reach out to me. You'll see it in the description. So if you 
feel the feel the urge to reach out, you can just go right there, copy the link, and just start typing away. I will respond because I'm on my phone all the time, and I would love to hear from you guys. Seriously, for real. Um, that being said, we are today is New Year's Eve. Tomorrow starts a new year, and. We can't forget about 2020, but we can learn from it. Because I think even though it was a shit show, I think we all learned a lot about ourselves. I myself learned a lot about myself, including this little shit show I went through recently. And uh, I think there's a lot to learn from it. And we can we can look forward and, and make uh, 2021 a great year, so... Uh, with that being said, I, as always, I appreciate you guys uh, watching or listening, if you don't watch the the video, but listening. And uh, if you if you like this, if you like this my channel, and you wanna you wanna share it and you wanna spread the love, uh, definitely don't forget to subscribe, okay? And uh, YouTube has a weird algorithm, so if you don't turn the notifications on, you're not gonna get the videos or whatever. Uh, regardless, even if you don't subscribe or turn on notifications, I appreciate appreciate you guys anyways. And uh, stay blessed, guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you next year for some more shows. And uh, for God's sakes, guys, it's going to be a great year.